Living Faith International Church welcomes you to Higher Life Broadcast with Bishop Dominic Newlove Alotane, the head pastor of Living Faith International Church. Bishop Dominic is a dynamic preacher and teacher with an extraordinary depth of knowledge and understanding of God's word. His vision is to empower each and every believer to live a victorious life through Jesus Christ to actualize their potential and tap into their God-given talents for the purpose of edifying their own lives and glorifying God's kingdom. Get ready to be blessed and inspired with the unadulterated word of God. And now, Bishop Dominic Newlove Alote. If you can't accept the truth about yourself, you can't tell the truth to anybody. For you to tell the truth to other people, you must accept the truth to yourself. Stony people don't accept the truth. When God wanted to destroy Pharaoh, the only route for God to destroy Pharaoh was to harden his heart. Exodus chapter 4, verse 21. I would like all of us to read together. Okay, let's read, let's go. And the Lord said to Moses, when you return into Egypt, see that you do before Pharaoh all those miracles and wonders which I have what? Put in your hand. But I will make him stubborn and hardened. In, in other words, I will show him every miracle and he will still be stubborn. You will see everything. I'll perform all the miracles, but he will, still, he will see everything, but he will still be stubborn. Let's, let's keep on reading. And you shall say to Pharaoh, Thou sayest the Lord, Israel is my son, even what? My firstborn. Yes, let's go. And I will say, Let my people, my son go, that he may do or serve me. And if you will refuse to let him go, behold, I will slay your son for my firstborn. Verse 24. And the Bible says, along the way, okay, so fine. So, so now, so now God says, go and tell him, but I'm sure. When you read other scriptures, God said, I'm sure that he will not let you go. The, the, word, the Lord used the word, I am sure. You know why he was sure? Because he had a stony heart. In other words, once we know you have a stony heart, we are sure what you will do. You, there is no repentance for a, a, a hardened person. There's, 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 there's no repentance. We are sure you see everything, you hear everything, and yet your heart is callous, stubborn. Come to chapter 14, Exodus. Chapter 14, verse number 4. Let's read, let's go. Then I will harden Pharaoh's heart so that he will pursue them. So God says, in order for me to get glory out of this situation, I am going to harden the heart of Pharaoh so that Pharaoh will be stubborn just for me to show myself in, in the life of Pharaoh that I am God. But to the child of God, God doesn't have to make you live that kind of a life with a stubborn and a hardened heart. Give me the amplifier. And I will harden, make stubborn, strong Pharaoh's heart that he will pursue them. And I will do what? I will gain honor and glory over Pharaoh and all his hosts. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord. I will make him stubborn. Okay? Now, the, 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 the opposite 
must not be true. In other words, the child of God must not have a stubborn heart for God to show any wickedness in us. Let me tell you, there is, there is nothing called it just happened. Everything has a root cause. Can I have amen? Acts chapter 7, verse 50 and 51. 50 and 51. Was it not my hand that made all these things? You stiff-necked and stubborn people, uncircumcised in heart and years, you are always actively resisting the Holy Spirit and you are doing just as your fathers did. See, it, it, this is like mimicking the scriptures we just read. But this is in the book of Acts. And this is Stephen when he was being stoned. And he said to them, you are stubborn. A stony heart or a stubborn heart is a heart that resists the voice of the Spirit. I mean, you will never hear it. You know a stubborn heart, you don't even know when you are doing wrong because your conscience is sealed. Benefit of a soft heart. Psalm 34 verse 18. The Lord is near unto them that are of a broken spirit, a broken heart, and save such as are of a contrite spirit. So we know that, number one, when you have a broken heart, you have a soft heart, God is closer to you. Before you call, God hears. Before you call, God hears. Okay? And he saves. God saves. God saves those who are of a contrite. Akuma ebubu. Mina na beka akuma apeche. Okay. Mina na. Osi akuma apeche. Na eden. Ne bubu. Enu ne nyamishishe. A broken heart. A heart that is repentant is it to accept I am wrong, I did wrong. He doesn't care what to say, what to think, or anything. He's ready to say, listen, I did wrong, please forgive me. And then chapter close. A contrite, a contrite, a contrite heart, a, a, a broken spirit, a, a, a broken spirit. God is close to them. God delivers them quickly and on time. God delivers people with a, a soft heart, a broken heart. He delivers them quickly and also on time. A broken spirit is a repentant spirit. A broken spirit is a very simple-minded. He's not complicated at all. He's not going to try to explain anything away. He know I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Okay? A broken spirit is, is a person who, who is seeking for forgiveness and also asking for forgiveness and also forgiving other people. Very easy. Me, I refuse to, another, to, allow another, to allow another human being to make me angry. I refuse. A broken spirit acknowledges mistakes and quickly asks for help. A contrite heart feeling, feeling or showing sorrow and remorse for a sin or shortcoming able to accept fault instead of finding a way to justify himself. That's when we say a contrite spirit. You know, uh, 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 um, Saul tried to ask God for forgiveness and God rejected it. He said, I'm sorry, but just honor me before the people and God rejected him. David said, I'm sorry, whatever you want to do, just do it. I'm sorry, I, I, I went wrong. And David didn't care who was there, 
who, who was, was with him and who was, was not with him. He had a contrite spirit. Can I have amen? God revives and dwells. Okay. God revives and dwells with the humble. David had a lot of weaknesses and faults, but he, was, he always ran to God. That's how I, I've lived my, my life. I'm not a superman. I have a lot of faults. I have a lot of mistakes. I've done a lot of mistakes. But one of the things I have I've developed in my life, all my life, is that I quickly run to God for help. I will always run to God for help. Say amen. I don't care what you say about me. I care what God thinks about me and God says about me. I, I, I mean, I, I refuse to be justified in your presence and be guilty before God. That's a contrite spirit. That's a contrite spirit. Samuel confronted Saul in the matter of the Amalekite. He covered the sin and shifted the blame on his followers. That's Samuel. He said, no, no, no. I did everything that you asked me to do. It is the people that did this. So people with a stubborn heart always covers their mistake and blame other people. Okay? When Nathan confronted David in the matter of Bathsheba, David said, let, let me fall into the hands of God instead of men because God is merciful. That's it. Don't cover me before men. Let me fall into his hands because God is merciful. Let God do whatever he wants to do with me. And you see that over and over in the life of David, that every time David had opportunity to, to, to deny God, he said, no, let, let, let me fall into the hands of God. As for him, he will show me mercy. But as for man, I don't know what he will do. Can I have amen? I, I'm not here. Can I have amen? Let's read this scripture here. Isaiah 57 verse 15. 57 verse 15. You can give me the amplifier. Let's go straight to the amplifier. That says the high and the lofty one. He who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell on in the high and the holy place, but with him also who is thoroughly pertinent, pen, penitent, and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the thoroughly pen, penitent bruised with sorrow for sin. Okay? I, I, I dwell with the humble person. I move with the humble person. I move with the contrite person. I walk with the contrite person. I revive the, the contrite person. I save the contrite person. Amen? A contrite heart trembles when he hears the word of God, eager to implement the word of God. A contrite, will be a contrite. If he hears the word of God, He's eager to obey. He doesn't care what you say. He's eager to obey. Isaiah 66, verse 1 and 2. Thou sayest the Lord, the heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that he built unto me? And where is the place of my rest? For all these things have my hand made, and all those things have, have been, says the Lord. But, this is, but to this man I will look. Even to him that is poor and of a contrite spirit and trembles at my word. Okay? Everything, you, everything on earth belongs to me. The person I'm looking for is the one who has a contrite spirit, a broken heart. Somebody whose heart is running after the word of God. Say amen. It's very important 
You know, God is not interested so much as what I am doing in church than my heart condition. God is more interested in my heart condition than what I'm doing in church. God blesses you because of your heart condition. I'm telling you. It's not because you, are, you pray a lot. It's not because you, you, it's your heart condition. If God is going to bless you, he's looking at your heart. Some of you, tonight, as you are sitting here, if God, if God by any way give you $10,000, you will never come to church again. You will never come to church. But you, your heart is so corrupt. The 10,000 is even too much. 2,000, 2,000. You will sell your, your body for $100. You sell your body for $100. That's why married women, you know, cannot be trusted in this society anymore. My son, attend to my words. Incline thy ear your words unto my sayings. Let them not depart from their eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. So if you, you this is this is God speaking to us. He said, keep my words. The only way you can change your heart is to allow the word of God to influence your heart. Because when the word of God starts influencing your heart, it will influence your decision making. If your heart is sick, most sicknesses are a product of a corrupt heart. Do you know that you can be walking around uh, and one day you go to the hospital and they will tell you you are only five months to live. It, which means that the sickness is hidden in your body, covered by your heart and you don't know. Give me the verse 23. Let's all stand. Let's all stand and read this together. Let's go. your heart with what? All diligence for out of it are what? The issues of life. Out of your heart. Let's give me the amplifier. Keep on standing. Give me the amplifier. He said out of your heart are the issues of life. So everything you are doing or coming out to the open have its source in your heart. So he said keep your heart. Make sure that your heart is not corrupted. But you know the decision I've made. I've decided that no, I will never allow anybody to corrupt me. It's a decision I've made. I've made a decision that I will never allow you to rent a space in my heart if you can't pay the rent. You must be able to pay the rent. You will never rent. I will never give you a space in my heart. Can I have a man? And you pay the rent with honesty and integrity and faithfulness. Let's read it again. Let's go and go. Your heart with all what? All diligence and above all that you guard, for out of it flow the springs of life. In other words, guard your heart more than you guard your room. Guard your heart more than you guard your jewelry. Guard your heart more than you protect your business because out of your heart flows all the things of life. So if your heart is not right, everything you are doing will be wrong. Take your seat. First Samuel chapter 2. First Samuel chapter 2. This is the prayer of Hannah. And there's a portion I love in this prayer. I love this portion. He said, and Hannah prayed and said 
My heart rejoices in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. My mouth is enlarged over my enemies because I rejoice in thy salvation. Hannah was not worried because Hannah didn't have a child. It was when the, the other woman, Penena, started, uh, I mean, terrifying her, terrifying, using the children to make mockery of Hannah because Hannah had favor before the husband. If you're a woman, make children a lesson. So your papa, look at you. The woman gives you everything. The man gives you everything. But you can't even produce any baby. Eh? And then they will, be, they will be making all kinds of gestures. You know the women. We had one in our house in Angratan many years ago. The woman will be coming around and then she will be making all this. She create her own song. And I'm, I'm asking myself, who is she fighting with? Corrupt. So the corruption of Penina moved Hannah to go to God and prayed. Lord, I'm not asking for a child because of this woman. Please, I'm just asking for a child so that my reproach will be taken away. That is one of the things about corrupt people. Corrupt people, people with evil eyes will reproach you. Every word they say about you will be wrong. Corrupt people doesn't see any good thing in anybody. A corrupt person will always find something about you. Me, if you want to find something about me that is wrong, you're going to find it because I'm a human being. I'm a human being. But a, a corrupt person is also a hypocrite. Because he or she hides what is wrong with her or him and talk about other people. Look at the scripture, verse 2. There is no holy as the Lord, for there is none beside thee, neither is there any rock like our God. Now look at it. He said, talk no more so exceedingly, exceeding proudly. And let not, let not arrogance come of your, out of your mouth. For the Lord is the God of knowledge. And by him, actions are weighed. God weighs your actions. Whether it is right action or good actions, God weighs. I'm going to show you. So he said, don't, be, don't talk arrogantly. Eh? Don't talk arrogantly. Don't, uh, 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 don't, don't be more exceedingly proud. And let not arrogancy come out of your mouth. You know why? Because God is the God of knowledge. He knows everything about you. He knows everything about me. He knows everything about condition. And God weighs our actions. So I'm going to show you. Give me your bag. Come, my son. And give me this. Open your hands. So this is a skill. Turn this way. You have a scale, and then you have a scale, okay? Now look at it. This is your heart, okay? And this is your actions. Me, I'm judging you by your actions. God says, no, I'm judging you by your heart. The two of them 
must be level. It means that when I did a good work here, it was corresponding with my heart condition. Okay. Now, you and me, I don't care. Which one is the heart? This one. I don't care. I don't care if this one is right or wrong. I care about this. So this is the way it goes. So I'm trying to please you by doing a lot of good things. But my heart is corrupt. God puts me on a scale and I'm found wanting. God is not looking at what I did. God is looking at why I did what I did. And that is a motive that is hidden in the heart. When I come to church, when I, I'm cleaning, when I'm doing this, when I'm serving God, when I'm running around and doing all these things, God is not judging me by what I'm doing. He's judging me by the reason why I am doing what I'm doing. So, you know something. In the, in the eyes of man, this is the way it's supposed to be. Okay, then when it is like this, you are going to love me. You are going to invite me to places I shouldn't go. You are going to be smiling at me. You are going to do me lovey, lovey, lovey. You know why? Because I'm showing you a lot of kindness. But I don't know the reason. But guess what? God says, no, I don't do this. I am looking at this one. This is your heart. So don't show me a lot of your actions. Show me what is in your heart. So my right heart must go like this. Because when God, don't clap, because when God is going to bless me, he doesn't bless me because of, he doesn't bless me for what I did. He blesses me because of, oh, of why I did what I did. When I gave, I gave not because of what I'll get, but because of my heart condition. When I came to evangelism, I did it because of my heart. When I'm working in the church, it's because of my heart. When I bless you, it's because I have a good heart. When I, I smile at you, when I came to your aid, because I had a good heart. So God is judging me by my heart condition, not by my actions. So you have to change. Let me say it again. When God favors you, he favors you for a reason. God is not a God who accepts the persons of people. In other words, you cannot bribe God to compromise his word for you. What he expects from me, in principle, he expects the same thing from you. So now he's talking about the stony heart. We saw that from the book of Mark we saw that from all these scriptures and the Bible talks about the stony heart and here he speaks about um, uh, a stiff neck, stubborn, obstinate eh? and then so uh, what are the characteristics of a stony heart? Now look at, look at it, okay? There is a big difference between this and the soil. You know that? Munim not here, okay? The, uh, who among us will go and farm on a place that is full of rocks? Hello? Who will do that? I'm asking, who will do that? Who will do that? You, nobody will do that. Okay, so it tells you that no matter the seed I place here, I'm laboring in vain. 
So God is saying that I must fix my heart. Fixing my heart for the word of God to have a free course in my heart and germinate and bear fruit. Remember, uh, but his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law does he meditate day and night. This man shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters. His leaves shall not wither and whatsoever he doeth, he shall prosper. Why? Because he's meditating on the word of God. Can I have amen? So what is a, a, a stony heart? A stony heart is a very rebellious heart. I say, when you say this stone, this, this is a stony heart. A stony heart is a very rebellious. When you are very rebellious, you have a stony heart. And you can be coming to church and you are very rebellious. A stony heart is also a heart that is very cold. A stony heart doesn't even know what is going wrong, what is doing wrong. A soft heart. You see, David, God said, David is a man after my heart. And David was a very, I mean, he did a lot of things wrong. But the difference between David and Saul is that when David was, was wrong, he didn't care what anybody thinks. He accepted the wrong and went to God for help. When David, when Saul was wrong, he refused to accept it. So Saul had a stony heart, but God termed David as a man after my heart, not because he was so righteous, but because he has a heart that quickly recognizes what is wrong and repents. Okay, a stony heart is a very revengeful heart. A stony heart is a very revengeful heart. A stony heart is revengeful. A stony heart is rebellious. A stony heart is stubborn. A stony heart is unrepentant heart. I have here unrepentant and sick heart. You see, you can be sick spiritually and you don't know you are sick. Something is wrong with you. You don't even know you are sick. A stony heart. Unrepentant. You will never, no, no matter, you will never repent. God is more interested in my heart condition than me preaching. Let me say it again. God is more interested in my heart condition than me preaching. God is more interested in my heart condition than me being an usher or standing at the gate. Because what is the use of me standing at the gate becoming a billboard for people to come in when my heart is wrong with God? So I become a billboard, a poster board, directing people into, into the house of God, but me, I'm far away from you. God is more interested in my heart condition than me singing or playing the instruments, or being a greeter. Can I have amen? amen? Ezekiel 36, verse 25 to verse 30. Then I was sprinkling clean water upon you. Water is a symbol of the word of God. Water is the symbol of the Holy Spirit. So he said, I will sprinkle clean water upon you, and you shall be clean from all your filthiness and from all your idols, which will I cleanse. I will cleanse you. And a new heart also will I give you. And a new spirit will I put within you. And I'll take away what? Let's read together. I'll take away what? I'll take away what? Come on. I'll take away what? Your stony heart out of your flesh. And I'll give you what? A heart of flesh. And I'll do what? And I'll put my spirit within you. And cause you to walk in my statutes. And you shall... Keep my judgments and do them. 
and you shall do what? Dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers and you shall be my people and I will be your God and I will also save you from all your uncleanness and I, and I will call for the corn and I will increase it and, and, and lay no famine upon you and I will multiply the fruit of the tree and the increase of the field and ye shall receive no more reproach of famine among the hidden. So God says, when your heart is clean, okay, I will take famine out of your life. I will take scarcity out of your life. Before you call, I will answer you. I will make sure that your needs are met. I will increase you left and right. So, so, so if I'm a, a wise man, I will fulfill this condition. That's all. I will fulfill this condition and allow the word, the promise of the condition to start working in my life. Can I have amen? I'm not here. Can I have amen? So Hosea says, Hosea chapter 10 verse 12. Sow to yourselves in righteousness and then reap in mercy. Break up the fallow ground for it is time to seek the Lord till he come and rain righteousness upon you. Break up your fallow ground. Break up your stony ground. Break the stony ground. Break the stony ground. Break the stony ground. Break the stony ground. Stay humble before God. Live a humble life. Be humble. Please, humble yourself. Humility will take you very far. My grandmother said to me every day, he said, humble yourself, my son. He said, God will take you very far if you humble yourself. Humble yourself. Arrogance allows God to expose all your weaknesses to the world. Arrogance. I see young, young, young boys, young, young, young girls that think that the whole world belongs to them. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. And sow in righteousness. And let God increase you. Don't run and try to become like somebody else. Take your time. And when your season is here, God will bless you. Bishop Dominic Kaluti, approve of this message. Thank you for listening to Higher Life Broadcast with Bishop Dominic Newlove Aluti, the head pastor of Living Faith International Church, one church in two locations, New York and Accra. We believe you have been blessed, inspired, and encouraged. You are invited to worship with us on Wednesdays, Success in Life Teaching Service, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., and Sundays, Celebration Service, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Locate Living Faith International Church, Rima House, at a Charlie Old Town last stop. For more details or prayer and counseling, please contact 0501-550-756-0561-291-565 and 0244-780-205. Remain under the blessings of God. Living Faith International Church. Living by faith. Dominating your world.